0: Hello and welcome to theater five from otrgold.com this episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors
2: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDSE.
3: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zep pound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Theater 5 presents Panic. Mad? Oh, Cora, you think you're insane just because you thought you parked your car on one side of the street and found you'd parked it on the other? Oh, but
0: I was so terribly sure.
2: A lapse of memory happens to everybody. Oh. But why go to pieces over something like that? Look, Cora, it's late. How about giving your future husband a nightcap and, and then I'll be on my way.
0: Oh, all right, darling. You want whiskey or brandy or... Oh, no. What is it? No!
2: What is it? Why are you staring at that picture?
0: There were three children playing. What? In the picture, there were three children playing.
2: Laura, you can see for yourself there were only two.
0: But there were three. I know there were. When I bought that painting a few days ago, I remember thinking how nicely balanced the scene was because of the third figure. Didn't you notice it when I showed it to you?
2: I'm afraid I didn't pay much attention, but I'm not much of an art lover. There
0: were three, Bill. There were three.
2: Easy now. Now, this is silly. I I know how we can settle this. Steve has seen the painting, hasn't he? Well, I... Let me just call him and then...
0: No, he's playing cards at his club. He won't be home until one or two in the morning. Anyhow, I don't care what Steve says or what you say. There were all three. All right,
2: all right. There, there were three. There were 30. no. Oh, it doesn't matter, Cora. All that matters to me, sweetheart, is you. And you can't let yourself go to pieces like this.
0: Oh, Bill. Bill.
2: Look, you're just emotionally upset. It's nothing serious. My
0: mother. That has
2: nothing to do with you. Oh, sure, you're emotionally high-strung the way your mother was. But, Cora, believe me, there's nothing wrong with you.
0: Then, Then how? How do you account for...
2: Nerves. What else? Just nerves. After what you've been through this past month, you're exhausted physically, emotionally, every way. Look, what you need right now is a good night's sleep.
0: I couldn't sleep.
2: You must. Now, go on. Take a sedative and dunk yourself in for the night, huh? (laughs) Things will look a lot different in the morning.
0: Oh, Bill, what would I do without you? You're always so calm and steady. (laughs) Like a rock I can cling to.
2: Well, what's a husband for? Well, a fiancé, anyhow. Husband? We are going to be married, I trust.
0: You haven't changed your mind? Hmm. You still love me and, and want to marry me in spite of...
2: Oh, you are oh. tired, Cora. Look, I'll never love anyone else, and you know it. I'm off with you. I'll let myself out. All
0: right. Good night, darling. <laughs>
2: Hi, Bill. Hello, Steve. What are you doing here
3: at this hour? Not so loud. I sent Cora off to bed. But I stayed to talk with you. Oh, well, look, if it's anything to do with Father's will, couldn't it wait till tomorrow? I mean, it's two in the morning. It's Cora I want to talk about, Steve. I'm
2: worried about her. Why? Steve, that picture on the wall, did Cora show it to you when she brought it home the other day? Why, yes, yes. How many kids were in that picture, playing? Two, of course. (laughs) Cora swears there were three. Well, she's mistaken. Steve, this is more than just a casual mistake. This and a lot of other things that have been happening. That's why I'm worried.
3: Well, you don't have to be. I know what makes my sister tick, and I can assure you she's going to be all right. Going to be? She's had a rough time emotionally since Dad's death. She isn't exactly herself, but it's nothing serious. I think it is. Or maybe if something isn't done.
2: Cora ought to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> Look, you're attaching far too much
3: importance. I don't
2: think so. Naturally, I haven't told Cora how I feel. I, I didn't want to worry her. Or if it comes to that, let her know how worried I am.
0: And you were the rock that I clung Cora! to. Cora! I put my trust in you. My face in you and all the time you were lying. Cora,
3: you're all wound up. Bill you, you
0: kept assuring me that I'm all right and all the time you think I'm heading for, for an asylum, that I need a psychiatrist. Cora,
3: I couldn't
2: tell you the...
0: The truth. How you really feel about me. So you told me lies. Is that what you're saying?
2: Cora, darling, you don't know what you're saying. I didn't lie to Get you. Get
0: out.
3: Cora, hold on to yourself. Get
0: out. Get out. Get out and never come back.
3: Maybe you better go, Bill. Yeah, Maybe you're right. You shouldn't have talked to Bill like that, Cora. He's got your best interests at heart. And the way you're acting these days, well, I understand, but he doesn't. I know this, this thing with you is temporary. Another thing he's got to think about is your lawyer. For your good is your inheritance. You're worth over $100,000, honey, and if Bill feels you're incapable. Cora, what... What are you going to do with that letter opener? There were
0: three. I know there were Laura, three. Laura, no, the painting. Now, don't. Three. There were three. Three. Three.
1: Nice to have you with us again, Mr. Chalmers. Thanks, Gino. You are expecting Miss Bannister?
3: No, no, my brother. And speak of the devil. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Hope I haven't kept you waiting, Bill. Gino? Mr.
1: Bannister? The usual. Martini, Bill?
3: Well, all right. Two martinis. Steve, about the other night, Cora's miserable about what happened. Yeah, so am I. Well, then why don't you two just kiss and make up, hmm? I love Cora, always will.
2: That's why I'm so worried about her, Steve. Why, I feel very strongly that she ought to... Well, she ought to consult a psychiatrist.
3: Now, listen to me, Bill. This thing Cora's going through, nothing serious. My mother used to have the same attacks of... Well, depression, loss of memory, fits, temper But what you've got to understand is that Cora's a lot more stable than Mother was. She didn't act any too stable the other night. Look, you knew my father. Mm-hmm. I think for one minute he'd have divided his estate evenly between Cora and me, given her a cool thousand to handle by herself. If he had thought she wasn't stable... As a lawyer and Cora's fiance,
2: Steve, I don't think she ought to be allowed to handle the money so long Pardon as... Pardon,
1: Mr. Chalmers. Telephone call for you. Let me just plug the phone in.
2: Who's calling me, do you know?
1: No, but it seems urgent.
0: Here
2: you are. Uh, thanks. Hello? Yes, Cora? But what? Cora, please, look. Uh, pull yourself together. Bill, what, what's going on? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Come on, Steve.
3: Uh, Let me just find my key here, Bill. Hmm?
2: Cora. Cora, are you all right?
0: Well, this is a pleasant surprise.
2: (laughs) Surprise? Cora, what's happened here? What's wrong? Wrong? Well,
3: you just telephoned me at Gino's, didn't you?
0: Steve, what's he talking about?
3: Well, you did phone him, didn't you? You must have. I was sitting right beside Bill when... Cora? Cora, do you mean you don't remember?
0: I didn't telephone Bill. I didn't telephone anyone.
3: Cora, you... I tell you,
0: I didn't. I have been sitting here reading ever since... ever since Steve left to have lunch with you. But
3: there was a phone call.
0: Well, it wasn't me. It wasn't!
3: Now look, sis. We're going to try and keep calm and, and talk this thing over sensibly. Bill and I were sitting there in Ginos, and Bill was saying how worried he is over you being allowed to handle your inheritance in your present
0: condition. Oh, so that's it, Mr. Chalmers. That's that's why you're so anxious to make me think that I am mentally unstable. What? That's why you telling me to see a psychiatrist. It's the money.
3: Cora, you don't mean that. You
0: want to establish the fact that I need psychiatric help.
3: Cora, in heaven's name. Don't you
0: see? Later, after we're married, he could have me declared incompetent. He's trying to establish the grounds for it now. Cora,
3: stop it. What put such a thought in your head? Well, it's in
0: Father's will, isn't it? If if, if anything should happen to me, my share goes to you unless I'm married. In case, it goes to my husband.
2: And you think that I would...
0: Mr. Chalmers... I told you once to get out of here. Now I'm telling you again. All
2: right. Sure, Cora. Anything you say.
3: (sighs) Cora, you had no right to do that. I was there, sitting beside Bill when your call
0: came I didn't call. Well, someone did. Well, it wasn't me. Steve? Bill arranged it. What? Yes, that's it. He arranged for someone to He'd call He'd never
3: and... do a thing like that. Yes. He'd... Look, now, just a minute. Gino knows you. He knows your voice. Call him. Ask him. Ask him if Bill received a call from you.
0: I'll just do that. Is, uh, is Gino... Oh... Oh, Gino, this is Cora Bannister. Um, Gino, Mr. Chalmers received a telephone call at your place a little while ago. Did you happen to recognize the voice of the person calling him? I see. But if it had been me, do you think you would have recognized my voice? Why couldn't it have been me? Thank you, Gino. Thank you very much.
3: It couldn't have been you?
0: Gino says the voice on the other end was a man.
3: Bill, Cora and I just just finished dinner. She went out to mail a letter. Cup of coffee?
2: No, no thanks, Steve. Hey, look, we
3: could have met at my office. (laughs) I know. Well, maybe I'm a matchmaker at heart. I asked you to come because I want to see you and Cora get together again. It won't work. She's miserable without you, Bill, I can tell you that. No more miserable
2: than I am, but uh, what's the sense in us meeting again? Feeling the way she does? Well,
3: she's had a week to calm down and get a grip on herself. She's a different person, Bill. And you'll see, I was right when I said her condition was just temporary. Just one of those things. Oh. Hello, Cora. No, I... I don't want to
0: see you, Bill.
3: Cora, that isn't true. You love Bill. You told me so.
0: I didn't say that. Look,
3: sis, you sat right there at dinner tonight and told me that...
0: What? What did you say?
3: I said you sat right at that table tonight and told...
0: We didn't have dinner here tonight. Did we?
3: Well, now, what...
0: But we didn't. We dined at Gino's. I'd just come from there.
3: Cora, you went out to mail some letters only ten minutes ago. You finished dinner and...
0: No, no, not here. It wasn't here.
3: Sis, there's the table with the remains of dinner on it. And if we had dinner at Gino's, what am I doing here?
0: Because after dinner at, at Gino's... I went to the powder room, and when I came back, you... you'd gone.
3: Without you? Why would I have left without you?
0: Well, I, I thought it was strange. I, I couldn't understand why you... Why, I But it's... it's so clear in my mind, being at Gino's and having dinner there and... Don't push me
2: away darling i love you you know that
0: i don't i don't know i don't know.
2: I, i'm not going to let you send me away again cora you must realize after what's just happened that you do need psychiatric help
1: oh, yes. yes
2: all right then i'll arrange for it tomorrow I'll, I'll call and let you know what time i'm picking you up <laughs> And you'd better be wearing more than just one earring, especially if it's a pair that I gave you. Earring? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Bill, I'm sorry. I must have lost one.
2: I'll uh, buy you another pair as a wedding gift.
1: Oh, uh, Mr. Chalmers, afraid we're closing. I see. Well, in that case, Gino, I... You Okay. You look a little tired. Uh,
2: I am, very. That's why I dropped in late as it is. I
1: could use a drink. Well, why didn't you say so? I don't mind taking care of my regulars. What would you like? Uh, Something strong. Brandy? A double brandy and soda. You sit at the bar? Yeah, sure.
2: Gino? Hmm? This uh, box with all this junk in it, what is it?
1: Oh, <laughs> lost and found department. Stuff the customers drop or forgettables. <laughs> Boy, quite a collection. hmm. One night. Tonight's. Hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't believe how careless people can be until they lose something. Here, here's your drink. Mm, thanks. You don't mind if I go on checking the day's receipts? No, but... no, go right ahead.
2: Funny, people being so careless. Some of this stuff in this box looks expensive. This earring, for instance. What? This earring. uh, Must have cost a mint.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: Any idea who dropped it? No, no.
1: One of tonight's customers, though.
2: Oh. Oh, speaking of customers, uh, seen much of the banisters lately?
1: No, not in a week or so.
2: They uh, weren't here tonight for dinner? Uh Uh-uh.
1: Well, uh, I'll head on home. What do I owe you, Gino? Oh, forget it. On the house. Oh, thanks. Night, Gino. Good night, Mr. Chalmers. Andre. Uh,
3: Yes,
1: Gino? You close the place up tonight. I've got something to take care of. Fast. Did your sister lose an earring tonight? Yes, yes, she did. Then we've got trouble. She lost it at my place. So what? It was in a box on the bar with some other lost stuff. I thought it was your sister's. It was found under your table after you left. Yeah? Chalmers came by later for a drink, and he noticed it. I'm sure he spotted it as your sister's.
3: Then he knows Cora and I did have dinner at your place tonight.
1: Why do you think I'm here? We've got to do something. But what? I don't know yet. All I know, I'm holding your IOUs for all of 38 grand. And my backers are getting a little nasty about
3: it. What an idiot I've been. If only I'd never stepped into that back room of yours. No, you're not the
1: only one that feels that way. They put the heat on me too. You should have cut me off. (sighs) That's water over the dam. Right now we've got to do something. You've got to do something.
3: Now, wait. You're in this as deep as I am.
1: Oh, no. All I did was give you a plan. Show you how to get your hands on your sister's money. Yeah, by making a nervous wreck of her.
3: Pulling all that stuff on her, parking her car somewhere else, hiring a man to duplicate that painting with two kids instead of three, setting up the dinner tonight. Now, ah, get hold of yourself.
1: You could have had her committed. We'd both be in the clear. Now, thanks to Chalmers, we're in a tight spot. What am I going to do?
0: Well, I can tell you what I'm going to do, brother mine.
1: How much have you heard, Miss Bannister?
0: Enough to call the police.
1: Well, don't!
0: I'm not afraid of you. Or that gun.
1: You know, I didn't know the way out of this mess a minute ago. But I know it now. Bannister? What? Open the window. W- what for? You... Miss Bannister, I'm sorry. You're a nice girl. No. Your brother's okay, too, only... he never could walk away from a crap table. So now we're both in a spot.
0: Gino. Now, there's only
1: one good way to get rid of a spot, Miss Bannister. Rub it out. I told you, Bannister, open that window. If you think I'm going to let you it's do this. It's the only way. And it makes sense, too. You see, she's been acting strangely, on the verge of emotional collapse. So in a fit of depression, she jumps out the window. No. Oh, she'll never feel a thing. No.
2: Not <laughs> go. Steve, help me. Steve, let her alone, Gino. Take your hands off her.
1: I warned you, Bannister. Now you come here. You drop the mister. What? Drop it. Up against that wall.
2: I'll oh. face it. Put your hands on it, Cora. Cora, darling, are you all right?
0: Oh, Bill.
2: I found your earring at Gino's.
0: I know. I heard.
2: I began to put things together, so I went back to the restaurant. They told me Gino left in a hurry. I figured I knew why and where, so I called the cops.
0: Oh, Bill. I knew I couldn't live without you.
2: (laughs) Without me, you wouldn't have lived very long, darling. But now, well, just don't try living without me from now on. Theater 5 has presented Panic, written by George Lowther, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Augusta Dabney, Jim Dukas, Nat Polin, and Owen Jordan. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Blastofsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman.